the No Olympics movement in Los Angeles? I would say the majority of the time people just don't know that the Olympics are happening. It's like not on their radar. And if it is, the first reaction is there's no way we can do that. That's what a terrible idea. That's Anne Orchier, a member of the Los Angeles-based No Olympics. And I'm Ed Hula, your host for this edition of Around the Rings Radio. The No Olympic movement in Los Angeles remains ardent in its efforts to bring a halt to the return of the Olympics to Los Angeles, or at least raising issues that concern these activists. Homelessness and the impact of heavy security are particular points of concern. And while they were unsuccessful in Los Angeles for 2028, the No Olympic campaign in other cities around the world has blocked Olympic bids from coming to fruition over the past decade or so. And there could be a rising tide of discontent in Tokyo over the difficulties and costs associated with postponing the 2020 Olympics by one year. In Paris, activists there are campaigning to make the city respond to housing issues and other concerns about the 24 Olympics in the French capital. We're going to get some perspective in this podcast on the state of the anti-Olympic movement from Anne Orchier, co-chair of the Los Angeles group that was formed in 2017, not long before the IOC awarded the 2028 Games to Los Angeles, the third Games for Los Angeles following 1984 and 1932. Orchier got involved with the anti-Olympic cause through her activism on housing issues in Los Angeles. In our conversation recorded this week, Orchier expressed steadfast opposition to the Olympics in L.A. and the Olympics in general, despite polling from the IOC that indicates broad support for the Games in Los Angeles. Orchier discounts that sign of public approval. But in our many, many, many conversations with, you know, actual residents of Los Angeles who are going to bear the brunt of these effects, something that we've seen is, I would say the majority of the time, people just don't know that the Olympics are happening. It's like not on their radar. And if it is, the first reaction is, there's no way we can do that. That's what a terrible idea. Well, what is so terrible uh, about the 2028 Olympics, given that there is a very limited to non-existent construction schedule. Housing for the Olympics is being planned in university dorm dorm spaces. And there appears to be, from construction, no significant displacement of, uh, of residents. What, what, is, what, 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 what do you see that is, is going to upset things from a 2028 Los Angeles Olympics? I think that's an interesting word that you chose, right? Upset things, because that sort of implies that, you know, that the opposition would be, or that our analysis is, you know, things are fine and the Olympics will make them bad. But what our analysis really is, is that things are bad now and the Olympics will make them worse. So I think it's important to look at what is the current state of Los Angeles. Um, And a lot of this is digging into, you know, what did things look like before a global pandemic hit? Um, which I think is, you know, to say the least, that does not solve the problems that our city has been dealing with for, you know, many years. Uh, The first is homelessness. Homelessness has exploded in Los Angeles. It's been a problem for a long time, but just the massive inequality we have, uh, we have around 60 billionaires and 60,000 unhoused people. That's a very conservative estimate based on a sort of what's known as a point in time count. So on a single night, 
it's probably more accurate that there's around 100,000 people every year who experience homelessness across the city of Los Angeles. Um, and so, and that's, you know, what we've seen from every single Olympics is that they lead to accelerated displacement. And this question of the stadiums, the stadiums are not what caused displacement, right? It's this, uh, that's sort of a myth that, you know, because the cities have to build these stadiums, they just, you know, have to displace people. And if you look at, for example, a city like Rio, um, the displacement is the intention. That's the goal. And the stadiums just get planned wherever it's most, you know, desirable to displace poor people. Um, that's what we've seen in Tokyo. That's what we see happen in Paris. Um, so for LA, you know, we know that the Olympics, whether or not they build things, uh, you know, they're going to displace people because that's that's the entire purpose of hosting the Olympic Games is to remake the city for a wealthier class of people. And something we've been seeing, something we've been seeing happen in L.A. since the bid was accepted is hotel driven displacement. So what city council has been doing is they've been uh, there is a, uh, a loophole in California state law called the Ellis Act that allows developers and politicians to displace folks from rent-stabilized housing, which is currently the only form of housing that poor people can afford in L.A., and, like, honestly, then even just barely. And so it's clear to anyone who cares about housing and homelessness in L.A. that we need to keep all of the rent-stabilized housing that we have. And since the... Um, since LA got the bid for 28, uh, politicians immediately started targeting rent-stabilized housing and saying, we need to destroy this, we need to demolish this, we need to displace these 40 families so that we can build a hotel. Otherwise, we're going to have a quote-unquote hotel shortage crisis in time for the Olympics, which is infuriating to anyone who lives in this city and sees, you know, on a daily basis, sees our neighbors being displaced. Sees our, see, you know, we see our neighbors trying to survive on the streets. Three unhoused people in LA die on average every day. And to hear our city council members talk about, oh, in 10 years, we might not have enough hotel rooms for the Olympics, so we need to evict more people, has just been total insanity. Well, I'm not sure that building new hotels has been one of the priorities of the Los Angeles bid. Uh, the bid was submitted with information that indicated that it had sufficient hotel rooms to house everybody, that no significant new construction was needed. If, every, if the homeless issue could be solved in Los Angeles by 2028, if there could be significant gains made, would the Olympics be any more welcome in your eyes to Los Angeles? I think those two scenarios are mutually incompatible. I think it's either we solve homelessness or we have the Olympics and homelessness gets worse. And just to answer, you know, to respond to your previous statement, regardless of what the bid says, this is what's happening. City Council is using the Olympics to justify the development of these hotels and displace poor families. Give me an example of, of, of one of these hotel projects that you think is going to cause displacements. I can give you an example of one that has already caused displacements. Um, the first one that came out was the FIG in South LA. It's a few blocks away from the Coliseum in USC. And the council member for that district um, you know, stated in the proposal to city council, you know, that, that was the justification, is that we need this hotel because the Olympics are coming in 2028. The IOC is moving away from a belief that the Olympics can transform a city with 
cost no object, um, that there is a, a, a shift in their philosophy that more is, 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 is better. And they've really seen the impact that expecting so much from a city, um, the impact that that has on, on Olympic bids, it just makes them un- impractical, unsustainable. Uh, we've seen Olympic bids fall by the wayside over the past 10 years because of concerns from community activists in, in cities around the world about the, the, the affordability of the Olympics, the impact of the Olympics. The IOC seems to be moving away from that. Have you detected any, any change in philosophy there? No, I've detected a change in PR spin. And I would ask, um, you know, is that perspective, is that coming from the IOC or is that coming from people in the community? Because I talk on a regular basis to folks who are organizing in Paris and Tokyo, folks who, you know, had been organizing in Rio against the Olympics and are still organizing to defend their housing. And I haven't heard any of them say that. The um, postponement of the Tokyo Olympics, what do you think that says about the endurance of the Olympics and um, what it means to a city to be able to take a, a major event like that and put it on hold for one year? Uh, I, I mean, it seems to be a continuation of the pattern that we saw happening around the 2024 to 2028 shift in Los Angeles. Um, it reads to me like they're scrambling, they're, they're making the rules up as they go along, and they're kind of moving pieces around on the chessboard haphazardly to, to try to cling to, you know, whatever, whatever sort of dollar signs and profit margins they, you know, they see remaining. Um, if they, you know, if they really cared about uh, actually changing anything about the Olympics, they would actually hit pause, they would cancel the games. Uh, You know, we heard when postponement was first raised as an issue, we heard over and over again from folks in in Japan, from the, you know, from the Tokyo government and Japanese government, that postponement would be more harmful than cancellation. So I think the fact that they postponed instead of canceling just, you know, is another signal that they don't, they don't actually care what the impact is on cities and what people in cities want. Uh, and I think from from talking to folks in Japan, that is reading very loud and clear. Uh, you know, we were in Japan last summer. It's clear that, you know, the Olympics are just increasingly unpopular. Um, seeing the way that the IOC has responded to actual local conditions and how unwilling they are to uh, to shift to meet the needs of people in cities compared to the needs of their own, you know, profits and stakeholders is just so blatant in the last couple of years. Um, and I think the postponement is just another, uh, another signal of that. Our guest today on ATR Radio is Ann Orchier, co-chair of No Olympics in Los Angeles. Opposed to the Games in 2028 and all Olympics in general, the group issued a statement on April 16th calling for the games in Los Angeles to be canceled. Oh, I think there's definitely that kind of will. I think it's right now a question of, you know, what are the specific vehicles for doing that? And we have, you know, the options look a little bit different in different cities and countries. Um, We've seen Olympic bids get canceled numerous times um, because of referendums. Uh, and most of those have been before the, you know, the bid was awarded, but there's one case in, in the United States of a bid being canceled after it was awarded, uh, in Denver. 
So there's precedent for that. Um, and then beyond that, I think these are, I think we can all acknowledge these are unprecedented times. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I think it's notable, right? So LA and Paris were the last two cities in the running for the 2024 games and the shift to 2028 happened because the games are so unpopular. Every other city that had been bidding got forced out by the people of those cities through, you know, through polling, through referendums, through petitions, um, people signaled that they did not want the games. And LA and Paris were the only two cities that were left. And we were the only two cities that didn't have any type of opportunity for that level of public input. Um, so I think definitely at the very least people in LA are starting to question like why don't we have a say in this? Like, why isn't this something that the public was was asked to weigh in on? Uh, I think, you know, as we're talking to folks in Paris, I, I'll let them speak for them, themselves. Um, and I would highly recommend if you ever want to have any of them on, you know, your show, uh, you might want to speak to them directly. But I, I know that this is something that they are very actively exploring this question of how do we cancel the Olympics in Paris? Where do you move forward from here? You have... Uh, um events taking place you have activities underway now to you know pursue your interests i, I believe you mentioned a, a teach-in you're having yeah we have a series of teach-ins coming up um you know focusing on the transnational impact of the olympics on host cities around the world and how people have fought back in the past how people are fighting back today uh, we have our next one is this Saturday, the 23rd. At, it's at 12 p.m., so noon uh, Pacific time. Um, you know, obviously, since we're based in L.A., and it's going to be on the, the true legacy of the 1984 games and, um, and uh, can specifically focusing on militarization and displacement and connection to the 1992 uprising. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the militarization, the security aspects of it. Um, what what do you what do you fear? What do you, what is your concern about the security during an Olympic Games? Yeah, so I think one of our concerns from the beginning has been for the LA Games, um, the NSSE, which is the National Special Security Event designation, uh, and that's a designation that um, you know existed prior to September 11th, um, but was was applied to the Olympics in for the first time in 2002 for the Salt Lake City Games. Uh, and basically, that that's a designation applied to any event that is deemed to be a major terrorist uh, threat. Um, and it mandates a unified command between federal, state, and local law enforcement. And when we first saw that, that kind of made my eyes, you know, pop out of my skull a little bit. Um, the Department of Homeland Security oversees coordination. And so basically from reading, uh, most of the information that we got was from the a report that the California Analyst Office did on the, the kind of bid and the budget, mostly around the, you know, economic feasibility of it. But this was part of it because this designation is also how LA kind of buries the security cost um, in outside of their total and into the federal budget. And this is something that, you know, national taxpayers pay for. So this is something that, you know, for example, you are paying for when LA hosts the Olympics um, is the, this NSSE. And yeah, this unified command of Department of Homeland Security and the LA Sheriff's Department and LAPD is horrifying. We, you know, LA is home to 
one in 10 uh, immigrants without papers. Um, so, you know, the the deportation machine that got built under the Obama administration that got put into, you know, warp drive under the Trump administration, the idea that that, you know, the Olympics are a path for the Department of Homeland Security to have additional oversight um, and, you know, information sharing across those departments was really scary. And we couldn't, for a long time, we presented this as a major concern and it kind of got brushed aside. And um, the bid committee just said, oh, nothing's going to change. Like, this isn't going to change anything. And then uh, about three months ago, right before the, you know, shelter in place order went into effect, uh, President Trump came to Los Angeles and gave a press conference with Casey Wasserman, who is the chair of the uh, you know LA28 organizing committee, uh, and Chad Wolf, who's the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and they just blatantly talked about how the Department of Homeland Security is very excited to be involved in overseeing this, and how they're going to do everything in their power to clean up the city. As you look ahead here, the mayor is going to be changed. There will be a new mayor in Los Angeles, I think, in the next year or two. Um, are are you expecting any change in the way the city goes about its uh, its handling of the Olympics with a change in the administration coming? Um, I'm curious. I mean, it honestly will depend on who runs. I think we're definitely seeing a trend in. And I don't think this is because, again, I don't think this is because politicians are doing the right thing. I think politicians are increasingly realizing the unpopularity of the Olympics. And for the ones who haven't been part of this initial deal-making process and who want to get elected, um, they're, they're seeing that this is an issue to push on. And this is something that will bring people into their corner. Uh, it's something we're seeing in Paris. There's a number of mayoral candidates who are specifically running on anti-Olympics platforms. That's something that we saw happen in Rome when they dropped their 2024 bid. A lot of it had to do with exactly what you were mentioning, like the, the mayorship changing hands. Um, and Rome specifically elected a mayor who ran on an anti-Olympics platform. And then she was the one who kind of led the charge to, um, to drop the bid. Uh, the, the previous, you know, her predecessor was the one who had started that process and then she was elected on that platform and dropped it. Something that we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, DSALA, the group that No Olympics came out of, uh, has a, a survey that goes out to, um, to any progressive candidate, um, who's willing to fill it out. And one of the questions on there is whether or not they support the Olympics. And as time has go gone on, the answer has, you know, consistently been no. And it's just sort of shown us in, in how people answer and the consistency with which they answer it, that, for anyone to credibly run as a progressive in Los Angeles, like they cannot openly support the Olympics. Our guest today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio has been Ann Orchier, co-chair of the group No Olympics based in Los Angeles. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm your host, Ed Hula. We always invite your questions and comments. Send them to comment at aroundtherings.com. That's comment at aroundtherings.com. Stay calm, stay safe. For more than 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is aroundtherings.com.